everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Writing Lab with your host, me, Carolina. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope that you are having a very nice day and that you are staying safe at home as well. For today, I would like to say a note and that is that I am still figuring out how to organize this podcast and I thank you for bearing with me. And if you're coming from the future, from maybe a better place than the one that we're living now, maybe from a place where I have already figured out how to run this podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope that you haven't met Jonas or Adam or any Martas on your way here. <laughs> I know that the dark fans will understand me here. And as I was saying, as I move on with this project that is already very, very dear to me, I keep on thinking what topics to bring up. I mean, there are so many that sometimes it's very hard to pick just one. I will also like to point out again that I am no expert whatsoever, that I am just an aspiring female writer here, sharing her struggles and anything that could be remotely useful to anyone. So please, and I am sorry, don't expect any professional advice from me. I am just sharing what I go through daily and the things that have worked for me and hopes that they may be useful to you as well. And for today, I want to talk about finding our creative vocation. And if you're thinking, Carl, what do you mean by creative vocation? Let me explain myself. What I mean by creative vocation is the outlet or the medium that allows us to express ourselves as humans. It's something that kind of um, channels our efforts into something tangible. So it doesn't have to be just one, there can be many of them, but usually there's only one that turns out to be more relevant to each of us. It can be hard to find which one it is for each of us in particular. And there are many distinctive paths and sometimes crossover happens. But if you ask me, it is of vital importance to identify the one or the ones that talk to us the loudest. Simply because even when it's important to feed them all, humans, we usually tend to have a preference and tend to spend our lifetime or a part of it perfecting just one or a handful of them. Unfortunately, our time in this earth is not infinite, so we need to prioritize. This doesn't mean that we cannot change our minds at all. On the contrary, but I'll come back to that later. As part of the human race, I can say that often we like to hone our craft or vocation. We enjoy perfecting it, finding new ways to approach it and to share it with others. That's why I think we have to find our way to it. We have to discover it and let it discover ourselves. That's what I mean when I say it is important to find our creative vocation. Speaking from a personal experience and from what I've seen in the people I know, finding and equally important defining this vocation can be confusing and tiresome because we feel pressure to find it very early in our lives and to stick to this decision for a very long time. Well, I can change the way our society works, but what I can do is to share what I went through in order to get to the spot where I am now which in all honesty is not very far on the road, but at least I think I am on the right path finally. I've talked about a bit of this in the previous episodes, but when I was still 17 years old, 
I decided to study chemical engineering. And for four and a half years of my life, I went on that path only because of the momentum my life had been on until then. Walking on the path I thought was the righteous one and putting my inner voice aside. By the time I had finished my degree, I was lost still. The road I had taken had led me to a place in the middle of a forest where I felt like a stranger, like a pretender, pretending to belong when I didn't. Although I appreciated the view, something didn't feel quite right, but I didn't know how to find the place I was actually looking for because I didn't even know what that place was or what did it look like. So after a while, pretending to be happy and belong, I had to face myself and recognize that I had made a mistake and that I had, and that I had been lost for a while. The question then was how to find the right path for me, how to figure where I did want to arrive. The only answer I could find was to wonder and wonder and wonder and wonder again. To simply try things until something felt right. Just the same way we do with partners or with ice cream. Trying and trying and trying. Allowing ourselves to be wrong until we find what feels right. The issue is that often we don't give ourselves the chance or don't stand up for our right to try. And I understand and acknowledge that this is a position of privilege where one can actually choose their trade or profession. But it's a very intimate process of self-knowledge that I think we all should go through. The best thing is that we already have an integrated compass within ourselves. We already have somewhere, maybe buried deep down ourselves, we already have a notion of who we are. And the easiest way to find it is to pay attention to the things we like, the things we like spending our time with. I think that every single human being can be emotionally moved or touched and empowered by a very particular array of incentives. And that's what we need to identify. For example, my husband, he loves superheroes and comics, while I, on the other hand, don't care much for them, actually. One day on our, I don't know, maybe on our 11th superhero movie, I began to complain about how much all the superhero stories they all seemed similar or the same to me. All of them were about an underdog who end up saving the world. Right then, he looked at me and he explained how much they meant for him. How important was that he could see someone growing from a position of being oppressed by someone and then growing into someone that could save the world. Growing into someone whose talents could bring the world something better. And that it was an example of how it didn't matter who you were, you could overcome any hardship and help others. I had never heard him being so sensitive with any artistic topic or something related, but the way he talked to me then, the way he explained the reason why he loves superheroes, showed me that something that maybe didn't talk to me actually talked to him. Something that didn't move me moved him and something that didn't seem important or interesting to me had actually made him look at life in a different way. His favorite superhero is Iron Man. And as you can imagine, he works in robotics. So there's always something buried deep down 
in our interest that tells us and that talks about who we are really. Our taste says much more about us than what we usually care to pay attention to. Think about what are the things that talk to you, what are you naturally drawn to. It may be taking care of a stray dogs or watching sports or volunteering for a particular cause or the movies you like, the books you read, the podcasts you listen to. What are the artists, the creators or professionists of any area that you, are, that you admire the most? Think about the things you do when you are upset. Do you draw lines and scratch on paper? Or do you go for a walk? Do you speak out loud? Are you the one who is always the best listener amongst their friends? Or maybe you are the one to plan the family gatherings or the family holidays. We are not meant to fit in a simple box. We are complex and we need time to figure ourselves out, to learn who we are and only then to start building up ourselves. Anytime you think you have found a lead, follow it. Discover where will it take you. It could be a dark road or a place you only want to be in temporarily. Ask questions and pay attention to your answers. Give yourself the chance of being wrong. Get up and try and try again until you find whatever feels like home. Don't be afraid of the answers. Explore what can be done and own your journey. Strive to find the thing that you would like to keep on trying for a long time and that you wouldn't regret doing even if it doesn't work out. Because when you find whatever makes you feel this way, you can only imagine how happy it will make you when you succeed at it. What is that that your 80-year-old self wouldn't regret spending their life on? For me, as I mentioned before, the road started in engineering. And then when I finally accepted that it felt like a little part of me was dying with every step taken on that road, it was then when I decided to pay more attention to what kept on calling me. It was then when I decided to pay more attention to what kept on calling me. To pay attention. And then I decided to go back to an old favorite of mine. I began to draw and to paint again. But although they both felt closer to the right thing, it felt like something was off, you know? And I went trying illustration for a while, but still it wasn't the right thing for me. I was feeling very, very desperate because I didn't know where this path was going to lead me. And that's when I came up with the idea of starting a YouTube channel where I could share the things I thought matter, like other cultures and costumes. I would interview friends about their native countries and their cultures, and I would talk to people trying to overcome or to erase stereotypes that sometimes can be harmful to all of us. But although it was a project I enjoyed very much, still, again, it didn't feel like it was the right thing. There was still a checkbox inside of me that wasn't being fulfilled yet. So then the only thing I had left was thinking and thinking and I couldn't get rid of the idea that I was only getting older and that I didn't even have a career to rely on. For a few weeks and months, I continued to be very depressed until I realized that the only thing that was keeping me sane was reading stories that talked to me. The books and the authors that I was going to for 
reflection for a time with myself in that talk to my heart and that writing everything I felt was saving my life. That's how I found that I wanted to be a writer, that this craft was what made me feel like I have a meaningful purpose in life. Up to this day, I think that writing is what has kept me going since I was the lonely kid I was. It's been there all the time when I didn't have anyone to go to. But I didn't know it before, and I couldn't see it then. I had to go through this long and slow process of trying things, revising and trying again. In chemical engineering, it's called an iteration process. And this is um, a method when that you have to go to when none other method will work to find the right value that you are looking for. So what you do is that you have to try a wide array of options until you find the one that solves the problem better. Sometimes you find a unique and correct value, and other times you have a few options that would satisfy the required conditions, and then it is up to you and only you to look at what your original goals were and choose the one that suits you better. See? Now I think I had to go through four and a half years of university only to be able to make this analogy for you. If you have no idea where to start or where do you want to go, do a quick checkup and find a few leads. Follow them and keep on trying and keep on running iterations until you find the one. And pretty much that's what life is about. I can tell you how long it is going to take you and I can tell you that you will actually find the answer. But if you are struggling to find your real vocation and the thing that you are doing now, that you are dedicating your life right now, if that doesn't feel right, then maybe giving this idea a try could work for you. I think you could be surprised of the things that you might find in yourself and the things that you could drive yourself to. Perhaps you are going to find failure and perhaps you're going to find hardship, but maybe, just maybe, you might find just the real thing, the thing that you were looking for and that all this time had been kept inside of you. I know, I know this sounds like a cheesy movie and just the morale at the end of a kid's movie also, but I think it's something worth trying. And I think that we owe it to ourselves to try and to find what we really want to do in this life. Because any other way, what are we doing here? We're just waiting to die. And that doesn't make sense at all. So if we are going to be here, if we are going to be on this earth, we might as well find something that makes us want to wake up in the morning. So this is all for today. This is all I had prepared for you. I hope that you give it a thought at least and look inside yourself. Think if there's something in my words that may be resonating with you. I know that most of you want to be writers just as I want to. So if you have found your way already, congratulations. And the only thing I can say is that we have, I think, or I feel that at least myself, I feel like the responsibility of helping others. Even if I am not in a high position or anything at all, 
I just feel like we are part of this human race and we should be helping each other. So again, after this outer morale, I hope you like this podcast. I hope that you can take away something with you. I think that's all I had for you today. And if you think that this podcast is worthwhile sharing with a friend, please do so. And also please consider supporting the podcast on our Patreon. Um, it would be very, very helpful to me to keep on going with this project. And also you can leave me all your comments and ideas on the Instagram. You can find us as well as the writing lab. And I think that's all for today. Thank you so much for your time, for tuning in, as they say. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.